Will you still need me? Will you still feed me when I'm 64? Welcome to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's adults striving for the best in senior living. I'm Bill Corbett, manager of Evergreen Crossings Independent Senior Living and author of the book, The 2.0 Entrepreneur. Every episode, I sit down with industry area subject matter experts to find out what they've learned along the way and to get them to share it with us so our Connecticut seniors can learn from them. Today, I'm interviewing Jessalyn Pito. She's a licensed independent life and health insurance broker with a focus on Medicare solutions. And the topic of our first little session here is Medicare Schmedicare. What the heck is Part B and how is that all related? Uh, I know I've got tons of questions, but I probably have too many to keep it within the concept of our interview. But tell us a little bit about Part B. What's the importance in that? In who can get it? How do you get it? Uh, tell us more. Sure thing. So first of all, Bill, thank you for having me back on the show. Uh, as a licensed life and health and certi- uh, insurance agent and certified broker, I one of the things I love to do is provide education and information to the Medicare community, especially when it comes to Part B and whether you should take it or delay it. And so with original Medicare, it consists of Part A and Part B. That is your red, white, and blue card. And just to quickly recap, Part A is your inpatient hospital care, home care, hospice, as well as um, skilled nursing care. But it's still... Inpatient, it's not that is outpatient. Correct. correct. Now we'll talk about outpatient, okay. which is your Medicare but, Part uh, B. So, but before we get deep into it, why would why would I question taking Part B? I would, I, I'm gonna, I need some services from a physician, right, or to go to my doctor and is a doctor office, or if I have to go to urgent care, right, that kind of thing. Correct. So the reason why you would want to even consider delaying it uh, against the advice of your friends at the local coffee shop when everyone tells you, <laughs> oh, you have to take Part B or you'll end up with a penalty. <laughs> well, there is some truth to that. Really? However, when you are still working, because what happens is you are Medicare eligible at the age of 65, but in order to reach your full retirement age with Social Security, you're working past 65. We're at 66 and eight months for those born in 1958. If you were born in 1957, your full retirement age is 66 and six months. So what happens is you're covered under under an employer plan. And as long as your employer plan is considered creditable coverage with Medicare's eyes, you may not necessarily have oh, to take part I B. See. So you could. So if I'm still working, I I can take the the part A m- m- Medicare and B. If uh, what my employer offers isn't good enough, correct. What you want to do, true? right? What you want to do is take a look, have someone like myself, or if you have someone in your life as a broker, have them sit down and take a look at what your employer plan looks like as far as what is the premium being deducted from your paycheck, whether it be weekly or biweekly. What is your deductible, and what are your copays, and compare that to what your out of pocket would be with Medicare. Nine times out of 10, it is cost effective for you to go on Medicare and release your work plan. But here's the caveat to that. If you are working and you have a younger spouse or you have dependent children that are depending on you for health coverage, then you may not want to take Mm. Medicare if your family needs the coverage. 
Otherwise, you'd be looking at perhaps Access Health, or if your spouse is working, then your wor- your spouse could take a look at what coverage is available at their place of employment. So, dumb question, maybe, if I'm not working and I'm retired, I would automatically take Part B. Yes, you do not want a penalty. Absolutely. Well, what do you mean the penalty? What's the So, penalty? what happens is if you go without coverage, so let's just say you're working and you didn't take Part B, and now all of a sudden you retire. You have eight months from the time your job ended to enroll in Part B. Anytime within that eight Anytime months. Anytime within the eight months. So, there's not like a retirement date or that you. You can only do it on this date or... Right. You would be granted a special enrollment period because once you passed 65, which is your initial enrollment period, you only turn 65 once in your life. So once that time period comes and goes, you have an eight-month window of time to enroll in Part B from when your job ended. If that comes and goes and you go past eight months, which I find a lot of employers sometimes get confusing because if someone offers you a golden handshake and you retire at the end of December, but they give you a year's worth of benefits, you don't go for Part B when your benefits end. You have to take Part B by the end of August. Otherwise, you end up with a 10% penalty of your Part B premium for each 12-month period. And that penalty is a lifetime penalty. (gasps) What do you mean by lifetime penalty? As long as you are alive, you will experience that penalty each month for the rest of your life. And what could it potentially be like? Well, for this year, the baseline Part B premium is $170.10 a month for a single individual whose modified adjusted gross income is $91,000 or less, and they look at your tax return from two years prior. Every year, they do a two-year look back. So for someone aging in this year at 60, uh, for 65 for 2022, they are going to look at your 2020 tax return. So if your modified adjusted gross income is $91,000 or less for a single filer, or for a married couple, it's $182,000, you're paying the baseline minimum of $170.10 a month. So take that number times 10%. That will be added on to the baseline. That's your penalty. That is your penalty, and you will have that amount for the, each month for the rest of your life. Wow. That's not fair. I know. Wow. <laughs> Who said life was fair? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, so tell us more. So one thing I wanted to point out is, you know, so often people say, well, I thought Medicare was free. No, it's not free. Uh, for Part A, there could be no cost to you if you have worked at least 10 years or 40 quarters. However, if you are a teacher, let's just say we'll use their profession, they don't pay into Social Security, so that Medicare tax was never paid into all of these years. They don't. Huh? So they wouldn't be eligible for Medicare unless they had a some type of employment outside of their teaching profession. Same thing with firefighters and police officers. If they have another type of employment, then perhaps they've been paying into that all those years. But if not, I recently had a teacher who was not eligible to enroll in Medicare because he didn't have the credits. However, he was married to someone. He was divorced now, but he was married to someone for over 10 years. So he was able to apply for Medicare off of his ex-spouse's work record. So there are ways that you can enroll, but you need to seek you know, knowledge from someone like myself to know what you have available to you. Do those 10 years have to be... Consecutive. Conti- consecutive? <laughs> yes. They do. Mm-hmm. You can't say, well, I worked these three years, and then I took a two-year gap, and then I took 
work these five yeah, or years. Or it's by quarters. So they, they also look at your oh, quarters. Look so at you, quarters. you either okay. have to have 10 years or 40 quarters. Whereas Social Security is different. It's not quarters, it's credits. And some people get that confused because your Social Security benefit is the highest 35 working years. That's what your benefit's based on. So, so if you don't have the minimum requirement to make Medicare free, uh, are you paying that premium forever or only till you're 67 or? No, it's a, you pay your premium every month. So for part A, if you have the credits, you don't have a premium, but you have part B. However, there is, uh, I'd like to introduce everyone to Aunt Irma. Irma is income related monthly adjusted amount. So as a single individual tax filer, if your income is more than $91,000 or more than $182,000 for married filing jointly, you will have a surcharge for the current year you're saying. For that current year, it okay. it can change every year based, you know, when the clock strikes midnight at January 1st, they will always do a two-year look back. So if your income fluctuates over time, then your part B premium will fluctuate as well. And hmm. so if in the event you know, you should have like, let's just say two years ago, um, you were married and then a spouse passed away. You've had a loss of income. You are able to appeal your Part B premium with Social Security if you've had a mm. life-changing event. So you do have that option available to you as well. But going back to what your premium could look like, if you are more than the 91182 you can go up as high as $578.30 a month for 2022 for Part B and $77.90 a month for your Part D plan, which is your drug plan, your prescription drugs. So it's not free, contrary to what a lot of people think, but it's it's important to start taking a look at this when you're 63, 64, so there's no surprises when you turn 65, because if you are retiring and you have any type of financial, you know, pensions or any type of investments and you start to withdraw from those investments, you want to be in the know as to how those withdrawals could perhaps hurt you or help you as time goes on and put you in a financial bracket where now you're going to pay more for your Part B premium because of some withdrawal that you took. So is it possible, I noticed uh, in your notes here to me, that uh, uh, the employer the plan must be considered credible coverage. Mm-hmm. What would be non-credible coverage? Your cre- The plan, your employer plan needs to meet or exceed what Medicare would offer and cover. So, uh, you know, Amount-wise or, or service-wise? Service-wise. Service-wise. Right. Yep, the coverage has to be either equal to or greater than what Medicare would have covered. So the other thing too, um, the other topic I'd like to bring up is if you are working still past 65, if you have an employer with less than 20 employees and you are on their work plan, you have to enroll in Medicare A and B because Medicare would be then considered your primary coverage and not the secondary is if you were working but had more than 20 employees. Wait, uh, take me through that again. It, you're, so you said if you're working for, if, you, if you're 65 mm-hmm. and you're working for an employer that has less than 20 employees. Correct. You have to enroll in Medicare. Yep, A and B. A and B. Mm-hmm. And why is that again? Because any plan less than 20 employees, Medicare would be considered your primary insurance at that point. Oh, 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 I, I see. Mm-hmm. But if you have more than 20 employees, like some of the big companies here in the state of Connecticut, that is where you want to take a look at what does my work plan look like and what does Medicare look like and do a comparison to see which is more cost effective for you and then also take a look at your family situation as well.
We are talking with Jessalyn Pito. She's a licensed independent life and health insurance broker with a focus on Medicare solutions. You like to call yourself the Medicare maven. I do. How can people get in touch with you? Well, by phone, it's 203-206-0848. I'll repeat 203-206-0848. My email address is jessalynpito at gmail.com. And my website is jessalynpito.com, trying to keep it simple. And one thing I'd like to add, my disclaimer, is I am not affiliated with the U.S. government or federal Medicare program. When they call you, what can they expect? You can take a look at their plans or advise them on what they need? Absolutely. Clients never stress when they call Jess and my services are absolutely free. Well, uh, full of uh, information here. You cleared a lot of things up for me. Uh, Thank you for being here, and we're going to tackle a different topic when we come back from the break, so please stay with us. You've been listening to Senior Living Connecticut, a show that explores solutions for Connecticut's family and adults to help them get the most out of life and to really enjoy the life they have now. Listen to us next week. We'll see you then. 